Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Michael Rosenberg, and I would like to introduce Nikki Vandermeulen, a candidate for Madison Metropolitan School Board. Let's begin with your opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experiences that qualify you for Madison Metropolitan School Board. I'd like to thank you um, for this invitation. I'm a juvenile attorney, and it's really shaped my decision to run for the Madison School Board because I kept seeing the same kids over and over again, and I wanted to make the educational system better. And I think we could do that with the lowering of suspensions and expulsions. Professionally, I grew, I got, I was educated in the public schools in Whitewater, but my school had never dealt with someone who is what's called twice exceptional, which is both gifted and disabled at the same time. I have Asperger's syndrome as well as cerebral palsy and attention deficit. And so my school didn't, my teachers at least knew how to teach me and did what they could, but the administrators didn't quite know what to do with me and suggested that I was completely uneducable. I don't want anyone else to ever hear that or think that, which is part of the reason that I'm running to get that vocabulary removed. Additionally, I my in my free time, I like uh, working with uh, mock trial. I judge the mock trial for high school students, so I've had a lot of experience working with juveniles, and also have worked in the STEP student expulsion program providing volunteer law services and volunteer representation during school expulsion hearings. What I'm going to do is give you a series of specific issues important to the Madison Metropolitan School District one at a time. Mm -hmm. With each issue, I would like you to identify the challenges you feel are particularly important with the issue, the priorities you believe the board should take in working on the issue, and any steps either taken by the district or new ones you would like to encourage for the issue. Okay? The first issue is the achievement gap. My concerns on the achievement gap are that it continues to exist after all of this time. Right now, we have one of the lowest graduation rates in the state, in this, and that's unacceptable. That's one concern I have. Secondly, I feel that although we've made some steps in the achievement gap, we have not gone far enough. We need to increase tutoring. We need to increase training, and the board can do that. One way is to increase the funding of the AVITOPS program, which provides peer mentoring and tutoring. Additionally, another way we could work on the achievement gap is to quit, is to work on the issue of suspension and expulsion. Kid can't learn if they are not in school. Their their place belongs in the classroom, not the courtroom. And I think by strengthening restorative justice and working on peer mentoring, then we remove that we don't remove as many children from school. This means that they have more opportunity to learn. The second issue is budget priorities. Budget priorities, this is a tough situation. We have a surplus actually due to the referendum, but that doesn't mean we have a right to just spend it any way we wish. We have to make the hard decisions. 
what I think the district needs to do, not only to prioritize what we spend on, but to focus on what our priorities are. And that one way is the campaign for 15. I believe SEAs, the special education assistants, as well as the food service workers and the other staff deserve to be paid at least $15 an hour. We're dealing with some of the hardest jobs there is, and some of our workers are getting paid less money than they are if they worked at Subway or Starbucks. I don't think that's appropriate, considering the amount of work and effort that needs to be done. Another way on budget priorities and how we handle the budget, we need more public input. That doesn't just mean holding a meeting at 5 p.m. on a Monday during the school board. It means going into the community. It means actually having forums in the community on a weekend, on a day where people can actually get there so that we can have a true cross-section of what's important to everyone, not just to the few who can make it to the meetings. Somewhat related to the last one, the third issue is state funding. State funding, this very simply... We need to represent our students. I'm not saying deny school funding, but I worry when we have a governor who wants to pit our teachers against our students and say, yes, you can get this increase in public education, but now we're going to change the rules halfway through the game and say you're not in compliance with Act 10. That worries me quite a bit. What we need to do is, yes, be in compliance, but we need to fight for our students. We need to tell the state, yes, we're trying our best. These are the services. This is what we can provide. But this is what we need from you. We need this commitment to special education. We need this commitment to African-American students. We need this commitment to make sure that learning is a right for everyone and that it's not some game where it pit the rights of students against the rights of teachers, because that's just not a fair system. The fourth issue is hiring and maintaining quality teaching staff. This is an essential issue, and I don't think our district does well enough on it. I feel that right now for our dual language program, we're going to Spain to get teachers on emergency licenses. I want to work on people in our community who are bilingual work on minority individuals and students of color to try and increase the number of diversity, increase those who are willing to apply. And that is done not just through pay, but by creating a system where every individual is respected. Additionally, we can do advertising in journals, in Facebook, in social media, so that we can get a true cross-section of people. And I would not encourage the emergency visas, uh, emergency licenses. What I would encourage instead of the emergency licenses is to focus on a homegrown program and keep building that way. The final issue to focus on is school infrastructure and maintenance. Very simply, you can't learn in a building that's falling apart. It provides health hazards. It provides safety hazards. Right now, we have lead in nine drinking fountains of elevated lead levels. That's incredibly worrisome because that's not supposed to happen. We need to make sure, and the district stepped on it right away, handled the issue right away, and are testing all the fountains, which I'm very pleased with. But we need to do more. We need to make sure our buildings are up to date, up to code, 
and safe for both students and teachers and staff so that way they could learn and live in a healthy environment instead of dealing with a building that is 20, 25 years old and hasn't had appropriate maintenance. Now we are lucky that we do have a surplus, and I think a chunk of that needs to go to building maintenance. The next question is, can you identify one or two of these issues you want to take personal responsibility to work on during your time on the board? Very simply, I need to, what I would like to work on is the achievement gap is my major priority. I want everyone to be able to learn. And I don't like that some are doing more and better in certain areas while other schools aren't. I think we have to be equitable, not just funding. But we need to focus on how to improve our learning. And we can do that. And that's one of those issues I want to be a part of. I want people to learn in their own style, to give more teacher autonomy. At the same point, I don't want teaching to the test. I want to focus on the basics and focus on what students need to do to be able to achieve. What do you believe are one or two personal qualities you have that distinguishes you from the other candidates? The number one issue is perseverance. I'm used to being, behind, as they say, behind the eight ball. I'm used to being the underdog. I wasn't supposed to be educated. I wasn't supposed to be, even go to college, let alone law school. In fact, my high school guidance counselor said the only way I could ever go to college was to um, go to a small women's college that would meet my needs. Otherwise, I would have no chance whatsoever to be educated. And that was graduating in the top 10% of my class. I had... Teachers and teachers were at least helpful and understanding, but I'd have parents who'd walk up to me and say, I hear you bought your way into Wisconsin, to my face. And so I'm used to fighting back. I'm used to standing up to myself and for myself, and I'm going to fight for every student to make sure their rights and their learning is protected because everyone has the right to learn. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? I would ask for your vote on April 4th. I feel that the schools are in need of a champion for all students, and I feel I can fill that role, and thank you. I want to thank Nikki for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. Please vote in the general spring general election on Tuesday, April 4th. On behalf of Madison City Channel, and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.